0: I'm Alicia and I'm Ashley and we are Murder Nerds. Welcome back Murder Nerds. We hope that you have been enjoying the new way that we've been doing things around here. Let us know. We want to hear from you. Right? <laughs> Are we laughing Alright. <coughs> we're like two seconds in. We're already that laughing. That was so freaking loud. Oh You're me! Like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. So okay. yeah, we want to hear from you. We don't get to hear very many opinions. Uh, uh just sometimes. And just, it's our per- <laughs> just sometimes we do. Sometimes <laughs> we do. Sometimes we don't. But uh, one thing we really want within this podcast is a good host audience relationship. So feel free to message us on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our Facebook page, or email us if you like to. It's nerds at com. The only way that we know if we're doing good is if you tell us. So we want to have a conversation mm-hmm. But what you've been you can call Leisha at 574. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a new listener, we're just two best friends who've decided to start a weird true crime podcast and somehow roped Jeremy into joining us. Yeah, best (laughs) is a really strong word. Oh, (laughs) wow. Uh, So we're on this wacky wild adventure together. We cover all kinds of cases of the unsolved, missing, and weird true crime that goes on in this wacky, waving, inflatable tube world. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, okay
1: What did she just say?
0: Wacky inflatable tube I'm on one today guys, I told you It's more like an inflatable beach ball, isn't it? Nope, inflatable tube world Gotcha, gotcha So, um, yeah we do joke on this podcast. This is something I want to address. We do joke around a lot and have a good time because, unfortunately, if we don't, the content is just too dark and it starts to become like super depressing. So, if you hear us laugh and have a good time while telling these stories, it's not the stories, it's not the victims, it's never at the expense of anyone who has suffered. We just like true crime and we also have personalities that force us to enjoy ourselves or we'll get sad. And, like my 12 year old daughter says, more espresso, less dep- depressive. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Shout out. Shout out to Kyrie. Who found our podcast with her friends at a sleepover? Did they listen to it? I hope not. Oh my God. How oh. old is she? 12. Well, yeah, that's a little young. Yeah, so. It's never too that. young
1: to learn about true crime.
0: Kyrie, if you're listening, no. <laughs> Exit now. Kyrie's friends, if you're listening, also no. I'm going to tell your moms. Their mom's probably listening. <laughs> God, that'd be weird. If you're a long-time listener, you already are aware of what kind of weird chaos goes on here. So I don't need to explain anything else. But thanks for listening and supporting us and allowing me to go publicly with my weird-ass self. And I appreciate that. So joining me throughout this journey is Ashley, my lifelong best friend, as I say, of going on, I believe, 19 years? No. Does that sound right? hmm Anyway, Ashley, how you doing? Fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm great. I'm always great.
0: Good. Can't complain. I like that. I have very little bad days. I am
2: a happy bitch.
0: Good. I love that for you. Mm. And the poor soul who got trapped into this partnership <laughs> and somehow got trapped into being our adopted father, Jeremy. Jeremy, how's it going over there?
1: It's going good. I'm just a happy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's been having... Some issues. This has been a this has been a stressful week for me. We recorded uh, on Sunday, a lot of podcasting on Sunday, and uh, so I wanted to make sure it was ready for Friday, for Friday's release, and uh, had some technical difficulties. in and...
2: right, and that's Friday being episode twenty nine. Yes, yes.
1: So,
0: but he did it, and he did
2: it well, and it he put a lot is, of work into that it, one. Yeah, it sounds. Fine. Yeah, it sounds fine. Cool. Cool, cool. You're good. It works.
1: All right, listeners. Now tell me the real deal. I'd be <sighs> <drive you> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's a, that's a sad thing for me is I pride myself on trying to make it really good right and I did That was it was a rough I, I edited on that thing for three days trying to get it Whoa. to, to right. be right and I'm
2: sure if someone does what you do and they listen to it they'd be like damn yeah. like what is wrong with this what? but it's yeah, a cheap I...
1: ass studio they're working <laughs> out of
0: <laughs> this studio is awesome you do incredible I Thank didn't you. hear anything wrong with it so.
1: I was happy with how it turned out, so yeah. hopefully listeners didn't even recognize it. But Oh,
0: I'm sure they didn't. If they have a problem, they can kindly suck my butt.
1: Oh, or you can
2: tell us, and then we can just tell you to suck Alicia's butt. <laughs> so tell us. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, we still want to hear it. We still want your opinions.
0: Yeah, even if they're wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so the case I'm going to cover today is bum, one that bum, I bum. <laughs> I originally found out about in kind of a weird way. A few years ago I was just scrolling through Netflix, you know, like you do. We all just do that where we're just like doom scrolling through Netflix, just trying to find something that catches our eye. Mm-hmm. And I saw a movie called Bernie. Bro, Bernie. I know Ashley's seen Bernie. Jeremy, have you watched Bernie? I watched Jack him Black. when
1: he had the when he had the gloves and was sitting out there on the on the uh White House lawn and then he had a bunch of memes <laughs> about him.
2: Oh, my God. You're so stupid.
1: Oh, that's not the same Bernie?
0: Oh, sorry. We're talking about the purple dinosaur, Bernie. I
1: thought that was Barney. Oh,
0: my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Bernie is a movie with Jack Black. And I just, I love Jack Black. He's I so wholesome. Too. He is Isn't
2: he? the best. He yeah. is
0: the literal best. I don't think he could do any wrong. Okay. He's one of those people
2: that's just like. Right. He just puts it all out there, yeah. And so it doesn't matter what he does because it's all out there. It's
0: true. Always, I saw him all the time in a speedo on TikTok. So he puts right. it all dancing out there. around <laughs> in his
2: backyard. Yeah, for I for saw sure. that too.
0: Yeah. So uh, I saw this movie and I was like, "Wow, I've never heard of this one." So I watched it, and it's pretty good. It's it's a lot of dark humor, mm-hmm. a lot of dry comedy, and it's a true story. And it's uh, it's about bernie Ch- today ta- today Ooh, <laughs> your guess tide- is going good as tidy tidy tide- tide- i think it's tidy. and the murder of marjorie nugent so bernhardt or bernie tiday was um he was a second his dad was a first and he was the son of a german ukrainian immigrant it said that he was german but he came from the ukraine so however that worked out but and his name was bernhardt Ty day the first he emigrated to Texas in 1926 as a child with his family um, so Bernhardt the father was heavily into music his entire life he served as the professor of music and choral director for several um, different colleges that were around Texas he was also the head of music for his church and led the was the lead vocal performer so it's safe to say that music was a huge part of Bernie's life from birth I couldn't find much about Bernie's mother, other than she was named Layla Mae Jester. It's a pretty name. It is. Layla. She was Bernard's, or Bernhardt's first wife and was a Texas, Texas native. But Layla and Bernhardt were married in 1957, and on August 8th of 1958, Bernie was born. And he was born in Albine, Texas. And then two years later, his mother died in a car accident. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? Unfortunate.
2: Are you just watching yourself make motions <laughs> in the camera, Jeremy? <laughs> Wondering what he was doing over He's there. He's like can just nodding and like.
1: Well, you said he was the professor, and the first thing I thought was he was on Gilligan's Island.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: And then that just <laughs> don't show my, your age. Just spawned my brain. Actually, I never saw the original episodes. Everything I saw was in rerun. Oh yeah, I mean, so, I'm not. I knew that you, old. I knew you weren't that old. I'm not that old. <laughs> but I watched a lot of reruns.
0: I did too. So. When Layla died, Bernie's father remarried in uh, 1963 when Bernie was five years old. He married Clara Catherine Wiley and quickly took on the role of mother for Bernie since, you know, he lost his mother and he was still pretty young. When Bernie was 15 years old, though, in 1973, his father died. So, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So then he's with his stepmom. It's like Cinderella almost. Other than I think his stepmom was pretty cool. Oh, well. Yeah. So. Uh, but Bernie just kept trucking along with his life, despite all of his loss. He graduated from high school in 1976, and then he went on to attend and graduate from mortuary school. Out of graduation, he started working for a funeral home in uh, Carthage, Texas. Now, Carthage is about five and a half hours east of his home in Albine and is about two and a half hours east of Fort Worth. Ashley has a very concerned look. Albilene. Albilene. Abilene, Mm. Abilene,
2: A-B-I-L-E-N-E. When you said that, my
0: mind went to Albion, because that's Indiana, but that's why
2: it sounded so wrong to me.
0: Abilene. Now, Carthage was a fairly small town. They boasted a whopping population (laughs) of 6,700 when all of this stuff occurred that went on with Bernie. That's a big town. There's more
1: people that went to Disneyland than that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) In (laughs) In a day.
0: and it, you'd know that if you listen to the Murder Nerds or Tucson. True. Disney episodes. <laughs> Ashley's just looking at me like I'm stupid. Well, it's like, they
2: have to be listening to the Murder Nerds to hear what you're saying right now. The Murder Nerds
0: Disney <laughs> episode. So, yeah, everyone knows everyone. That's the kind of vibe there. Bernie became the assistant director of the Hawthorne Funeral Home and was immediately well-liked. He had this kind of personality that just, like, welcomed everyone. Uh, he liked making people feel good about themselves. He liked comforting people. Um, he just liked helping people in general. He liked to make them feel warm. He was a performer by nature, too. He sang at church and led the choir, naturally something that he picked up from his father. Uh, he liked plays. He knew how to give sermons and speeches really well and would just get the whole crowd ready and roaring. It can, was Go ahead. Sorry, can I ask no, a question? Yeah. Do you
2: know... <clears throat> this is kind of unrelated, but do you know what kind of work, like, research Jack Black did for that role? He spoke to him. He did? Cause yeah. he fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah, for sure. His persona was
0: perfect in that movie. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so it, it was almost to a fault, though, that he was so kind because he wanted to help people. But he was kind of known for giving a lot of his money away and like putting it back into the community so much so that he would put himself into bad situations financially because he was spending so much money on the community and like time and stuff. So he really liked to help the older women in town and they really liked him too. I bet so, they did. I know. <laughs> Whenever a woman's husband would pass away, he would make sure to keep in touch with the, each of the widows. He would do home visits, help with their errands, give them their meds, do chores for them, whatever would help them in their time of loss. Bernie always knew how to make people feel good and feel better. Working at a funeral home was probably the best career he could have chosen because he knew how to comfort people while they were experiencing the worst parts of their lives, and everyone just absolutely loved him.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: <laughs> and this is exactly how he met Marjorie Nugent. So, Marjorie Nugent, was also, who also went by Marge, was this crabby old rich woman. She wasn't very well liked in Carthage. People looked at her as being like stuck up, always angry, just hateful old biddy. She was avoided. Hateful old biddy? Hateful old biddy. She was avoided by people in town, and that was fine because she avoided everyone too. To the point that she didn't really have anything to do with her family anymore. She had a grown son named Rod, who also had kids of his own. She had four grandchildren that and she and they really lived didn't in need. the town. No, they lived out of town. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, she she had four grandkids that she didn't see she didn't have any contact with she had sisters that still lived in Carthage but she just didn't main, maintain any kind of relationship with them she basically just kept to herself in 1990 Marge would have been about 75 years old and that March uh, her husband Rod passed away her husband and her son both have the same name just so everyone knows <laughs> I didn't mess that up but uh, now that her husband had passed who was an oil tycoon, Marge was worth millions of dollars because he left it all in her name. She was now the richest and most hated woman in all of Carthage. Of course, Bernie, who was 33, 33 years old at the time, helped arrange her husband's funeral at the Hawthorne funeral home where he was the assistant director. So just like, he did with all the other widows in town. He did what he thought was his funeral director duties. And he comforted Marge after the funeral. But this time, what do you think happened? They fucked. <laughs> he kept visiting her. I've seen the movie. So. And visiting her and visiting her daily. And within a couple weeks, Bernie just full on moved in with Marge. Bernie became Marge's personal assistant, her bookkeeper, and her travel companion. She was obviously older and could afford to hire him on, so she did. And over the span of a few years, they traveled the world together. Like, we're talking all over the world.
2: Well, and he was still doing his funeral home gig, so this was like a supplemental income. So, yeah, and which he needed, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: They traveled to Russia, Acapulco, wherever else. She took Bernie on lavish shopping trips, bought him whatever he wanted. Expensive clothes, jet skis, vehicles. Money was not an object to Marge. And she loved to shower Bernie with it. But only as long as he did what she wanted him to do. (laughs) (laughs) So Marge and Bernie were known around town as having this... A little bit of a relationship, this partnership going on. They were even seen around town together. They went to events together. Like I said, they were traveling all over and he lived there for goodness sakes. They were always together. Bernie eventually gained power of attorney for everything for Marge. Like he could even write checks in her name when from her account or checks in his name from her account so that he could pay her bills or do whatever she needed him to do. The whole town was in shock because this was the happiest that they had ever seen. Marge Bernie was attentive to her and made her feel so good about herself. She went from being this grouchy old hag to getting Bernie to move in with her and be with her 24 7, making her feel good and convincing her to enjoy life. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, you don't. I do. They're fucking. You you think that Bernie is laying down that pipe and he's got a sugar mama, right?
1: No, I think he I think he was tossing herself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kept going, downtown. <laughs> the thing is, is that Bernie was gay. He wasn't, like, super open about being gay, but everyone knew it. He never had a girlfriend. He didn't go on dates. And it was just kind of, like, obvious, which he comes out later. And, but being from Texas, it's kind of taboo, especially in the 90s. So he wasn't super open about his sexuality. His, re- his relationship with Marge was not sexual he was just merely a partner for her and she was totally fine with that yeah companionship especially at that that older you
2: know when you're in yeah. the end stages of your life is so important just that emotional kindred oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: well and she's 40 years or he's 40 years younger than her mm-hmm. so she's like look at this hot piece of behind yeah, right yeah, sick mustache, mustache and... I mean, <laughs> okay I'm okay. getting <laughs>
2: picturing Nacho <laughs> Libre I can't I can't get away from that
1: was I mean, uh, how much different than he did he look than Jack Black? Did they pretty look really similar? similar. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm envisioning the <laughs> They wear the, the right stretchy thing. pants. <laughs> He's for fun. nothing wrong with stretchy pants. Fun. What? There ain't nothing wrong with stretchy pants. No,
2: there's not. She's wearing stretchy pants. I'm wearing stretchy pants. I like stretchy so they can stretch them so you can, oh,
0: <laughs> see them. Okay. But by 1993, Bernie went from full-time at the funeral home to only being part-time and then he just quit the funeral home altogether so that he could help Marge more and be around her more. I mean, she took care of him really so he didn't need to work. She allowed him to live in her mansion, drive nice vehicles, go on trips. All he had to do was take care of her estate and her errands and just spend time with her. She really loved Bernie so much that she kicked all of her family out of her will and made Bernie the main beneficiary, which she was well worth over five million dollars at this point. And that was in the 90s. So imagine how much that is now. Cause right. And like she
2: could he was a trustworthy dude. It's not like he wasn't he was doing this for everybody. It just developed between More. the two. Of yeah. Them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So some people gossip that he helped make this happen, like he coerced her into doing it. But really, she was a grouch and would do whatever she wanted to, regardless of what he said. Um, And like the family's pissed that they're taken off the will. Well, of course they are. But she can do whatever she wants. She can.
2: But if I mean, excuse me, see, it's happening to me, too. It's because you're drinking beer. Beer. But yeah, I mean, if she's a bitch, you don't want to be around her. She's going to be a bitch and not give you money. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you've got to take the good with the bad either.
0: Well, and there's not like, it's not really talked about how the family had this falling out. But all I can and think is the bitch doesn't fall too far from the bitch tree. So her right. kid was probably a bitch and too. And we're talking terribly
2: about the victim of this case. calling That's her the a bitch. Whole but thing. yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> we're not being, doesn't mean she deserves. Just wait, it gets worse. Yeah,
0: I know. So there were rumors that started that Marge started taking their relationship a little too far. So she started asking him to give her massages, like personal massages, uh and then she started asking him to shave her legs. <laughs>
2: Oof. That's Which she's like as fuck.
0: Yeah, like she's in her late 70s and it's like Even if it wasn't sexual It's still weird It is weird I mean if she needed help to do it And he was her
2: assistant I guess that's kind of not weird That's kind of not weird Yeah but he's
0: not like a home health nurse Like I would think that's under home health nurse Right Right. She's Mm -hmm. treating him as a personal assistant Within her financial life And like running errands for her Mm -hmm. And stuff like that Not physically taking care of her Not like full service Yes
1: (laughs) How you doing?
0: So she just started doing more and more controlling and weird things, and she started becoming more emotionally and verbally abusive towards Bernie. November of 1986, as Marge and Bernie were leaving to go get dinner, Bernie picked up a rifle and shot Marge. And yeah, <laughs> just casual Tuesday. Just, uh, I don't know if it was Tuesday, but just what? I know. Just it, like
1: it that. Was very yep.
2: abrupt. She did not give us any warning no. for Just that, like did that. she? Not that it was
1: building up. It's a Tuesday. <clears> we'll <we're throat> go for supper. Bang!
2: Yep. Time. So Bernie being who he is, obviously this had been
0: building up for a long That's time. That's what's suspected. Marge was 81 years old, and as she bent over to pet her dog, Bernie grabbed the rifle that was near them in the garage and shot her four times in the back.
2: Then then what did he do with her? So <laughs> he
0: did what he knew, what well, he knew how to do to dead bodies, because he was a mortician.
1: Duh, where was I on that one?
0: He cleaned her body, he wrapped it in a bed sheet, and he took all the food from the freezer in the pantry, and then just put her body in the freezer.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted see to Jeremy's look- face. I wanted to look right at Jeremy, but he didn't react, so.
0: <laughs> now, remember, Marge uh-uh. wasn't a very well-liked woman. Her family was estranged from her, and Bernie was her full-time caretaker at this point. Most of the people that Bernie had to deal with were people that had to do with Marge's money. So, like, financial advisors, bankers, etc. But all these people that Bernie knew, all these people Bernie knew, and he had maintained a relationship with them for over six years. He took care of things for her. So For, for it six wasn't, years? He had been doing that for six years? Yes. Okay. At this point, it's six years. So (laughs) it wasn't weird that she wasn't Mm -hmm. doing her own banking. It wasn't weird that she was doing her own grocery shopping. None of it was weird. But as months went by, things started coming up. Like people needed to meet with Marge or they needed to talk with her on the phone or whatever else. And Bernie had to start lying. Good old Bernie had to start making things up. The lies got pretty colorful, too. Um, he said that she was super sick and she couldn't talk. Or um, she was in the nursing home and couldn't have visitors. Or she was on an extended vacation and didn't take him. That's kind of suspect. To the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> at, Sorry. At one point, he even said that she had Alzheimer's. Old-timers. Old-timers, yep. Bernie did whatever it took to cover up that Marge was DED dead. Did
1: they ever tell him that she was in the whirlpool <laughs> refrigerator.
0: <laughs> now the big whoops Bernie made was that he started spending Marge's money. Yeah, he started throwing parties for the whole town. Like at her house? I don't know. That oh. I don't know. Um, he started buying cars for people who needed them in town. He helped people with their mortgages. Oh he gosh. helped with people's bills when they couldn't pay for them. Bernie, for the most part, wasn't using any of this money on himself. He was robbing hooding the money, just giving it to people who needed it. It's so, I hate stories where you're kind of like, impartial championing. to the, yeah, yeah, you're like championing for the,
2: the murderer.
0: Yeah, the bad guy. It's not fair. He's like an anti-hero, basically. Um, so, yeah. He gave money to small businesses or to help people start their own businesses. He pledged $100,000 to his church. He spent literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of her money on everyone else. Which is ironic because the entire town hated her. And now it was kind of like this weird blessing that right came right. But Bernie like, loved everyone. And exactly. everyone loved him.
2: So... Once he had full control.
0: Yep. By August of 1997, mind you, he murdered her in November. Murdered Murdered her. her. He murdered her in November of 1996. By August of 1997, people started questioning Bernie's behaviors. Oh, my gosh. Like almost a year. Yep. And the fact that Marge was missing. So residents of Carthage called the sheriff in town and he agreed that something just wasn't quite right. Something was kinda wonky. So Rod, Marge's son, was called to come back to Carthage and report her as a missing person. And he did come back to Carthage. He brought his daughter, his oldest daughter with him. Which is kinda like Well, how old? I don't know. That I, don't I was know. gonna say
2: oldest could be two <laughs> and oldest could be twenty two, so
0: That's true. That is true. Um so him, the daughter and the officers in charge of this case were brought to the home. They went to Marge's house and just started searching through everything, trying to find Marge, trying to find clues on where Marge was. And the daughter noticed that the freezer in the pantry had duct tape all over it. And I was like, <gasps> that's kind of weird considering weird. everything's nice here. My <laughs> grandma was a multimillionaire. Why does she have this raggedy I old, just get a new freezer. Yeah. If there's something wrong with the lid, buy a new one. That's chump change. So they opened it, and Mm. hidden under some food was Marge Nugent. And it's rumored that there was just a big old fat turkey laying right on top of her. Was she related to Ted Nugent? I don't think so. I think it's just a common name. (laughs) You wanted to ask, too, didn't you? I did, yes.
1: (laughs) Early on. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) So the police obviously took Bernie in for questioning, and he confessed right away. He said, I had thoughts of hitting her in the head with a bat or anything else for months before November the 19th of 1996, but I didn't want her to suffer. She became hateful. She became controlling of my life. She was now evil and wicked, but I still cared for her. He almost,
2: the way that Jack Black presents the character in the movie, he almost seems like he might be... On the spectrum, or just kind of be a little bit emotionally delayed, maybe, or something. Where I could see that. Where he couldn't, he just couldn't stand up for himself, and and then he just blew up like he couldn't
0: control it. Yeah. Um. So he admitted to shooting her, and, and then he admitted to cleaning her body. And that's when he started thinking like a mortician. He needed to take care of her body until he could give her a proper burial. He washed off the blood from the garage. He raked up the bullet casings with a rake. And then he went and showered and went to a play rehearsal that he was involved in. And when he left that, he took all of the students that were also in the play out for pizza. On March on marge's dime now (laughs) when it came out that bernie had murdered murdered marge why do i always say murdered 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 murder that's i always want to say it murder uh there were people in town that that no he absolutely could not have done this they knew what a great person he was and doubted that he could ever do something as horrific as this and for some reason this kind of is upsetting, but for some reason, the sheriff came out to the public to say that they had found hundreds and hundreds of hours of gay porn that Bernie was in, like homemade porn movies. Okay. And it's like... Who cares? Exactly. Like, I think it was to taint the community, to get people to not like him as much as they did, because there were people that were denying the this time, ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. But many people still didn't believe that Bernie was a murderer to the point where older widows were baking pies. Even though he was, he
2: admitted to it right away. I mean, he was caught. He's like, okay, well, this is
0: it. Well, and it's not so much that they didn't think he did it. It was like, like he, was kind it of was, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. <coughs> Excuse me. But it got to the point where there were widows that were baking pies and taking them to the jail just for Bernie. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was less that people didn't believe Bernie was a murderer and more that they just didn't care that he murdered Marge. She was disliked. Um, People were okay with the fact that she was dead. And they were okay that Bernie murdered her. He was kind of a hero to them.
1: Well, he was also giving them her money, too. Right, right.
2: He was doing good even though he did something bad it was like he almost like made up for it
1: right yeah
0: some people said that th- they would have killed her if they were ever given the chance to do so because they didn't like her so much no one Oh my felt god I don't that like that a lot of people dead. that doesn't mean I want to kill that I person. know for real <laughs> Jesus the, the pastor at the church where Marge and Bernie both attended asked for prayers for Bernie but none for Marge or for her family he was on the prayer list for over a year and Marge never got any recognition of her death
2: Well, but he was really heavily involved in the church, too. She was,
0: too. Mm,
2: Yeah. God, that's so messed up. This is a weird... This story makes you feel
0: like morally it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of love for Bernie by residents of Carthage made it hard for the legal system, too, because people were bum rushing the sheriff and asking him to leave Bernie alone. Basically, he did it. But can you blame him and justified the murder? The prosecution wanted to change a venue because of this, and they didn't believe that they could get an impartial jury right. so even though Bernie admitted to all of this they he were getting guilty wow. yes during the trial Bernie's attorney who was named Scrappy Jones Bernie's attorney <laughs> Bernie's attorney uh, yeah. Scrappy Jones <laughs> Jones um,
1: is a great name
0: <laughs> he tried so hard to get the jury to see what a great guy Bernie was and he was like quick to push that Bernie killed her because Marge was abusive Bernie testified that he did all of this, and he was completely honest about it. The cleanup, the showering, the play, the pizza, everything. So the jury thought that it was pretty rough that he did it. And since Scrappy Jones didn't bring in, like, a psychiatrist or any mental health professional saying he was in, like, a traumatic disassociative state oh right right because he went out to the play, yeah and like yes oh so that looks really bad it made it look bad and they convicted him with murder and he got a life sentence in 30 years he would have been up for parole so Bernie was sent to prison and obviously attacked as soon as he got there, maybe because he was gay, maybe because he was like more of a timid person, maybe because he killed an old woman. Mm-hmm. Who knows? There was no direct reason. But a lot of people in Carthage were still mourning the loss of Bernie and dealing with the repercussions of what he did because the people he gave money to were suffering because that he cut them off from that river of money that he was giving them. It all dried right, up. Right, right they couldn't afford their housing, um stores went out of business, the IRS started taking things away that Bernie put Margie's money up for. The church never got the money that they were promised by Bernie. Um they put so much trust into him and within an instant it was just all gone, just like with Marge. She put so much trust into him and then mm-hmm. bam. But people still loved Bernie for who he was to them, regardless. Uh Bernie was He tried. He really tried. He did try. He did try. <laughs> Bernie was described as a model inmate, obviously. Uh, he was singing and befriending everyone there. He was helping the other inmates. Bernie said that he had dreams about Margie. He called her Margie. He had dreams about Margie. And um, that she comes to him and talks to him at night. Kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> or I bet, that's just I bet your th- guilty conscience because you murdered an right. old woman.
2: But I bet he thrived in prison like... Because it's a schedule yep. and he's just a happy person, it seems, you know, and he likes helping people. There's plenty of people in there that need, you know, someone to talk to or whatever.
0: For sure. Uh, He said that he regretted everything, obviously, but the one thing Bernie didn't do was stop fighting. He hired a new attorney and in 2014 successfully argued that bernie was a victim of sexual and emotional abuse he didn't come out in the beginning but bernie stated that he had been molested starting at 12 years old by his uncle so he had a lot of trauma including his parents death and then he just started to get abused by marge the attorney stated that this all could have played a role in the original sentencing but they didn't bring the evidence forward so this was new evidence he needed to get retrialed Mm -hmm. due to new evidence um And he thought that a life sentence was just too harsh for the crime considering the circumstances. So, they asked for a new trial. He was released from prison on $10,000 bail. He went to live in an apartment that was owned by the director of the movie, Bernie. This upset a lot of people, and the original jury was pissed because they felt like, regardless of the circumstances, he murdered an old woman out of nowhere. Marge's family even came forward and stated that he deserved to be back in prison. But if the abuse is
2: correct, a lot of people kill their abusers and get very light sentences. I realize it goes the other way, too. Yes. But I do know when that is a part of the trial, it does affect the sentencing and all that. Yes. Like,
0: a lot. So, the trial, the new trial started in 2016. And the prosecutor stated that Bernie was greedy and was stealing Marge's money. And that's why he killed her. To cover up everything. Stop getting... Um, to stop her from getting him in trouble with money like she was catching on that he was using it. But other people stated that she knew he used her money and she was totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. She loved Bernie. The defense stated that Bernie just snapped. He had been abused for so long that he lost it when Marge started abusing him. The childhood abuse he faced caused a disassociative episode and Marge just got the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. They had mental health professionals on the stand. They had family members that came forward and said they were also abused by the uncle. Um, So they really pushed this narrative that Bernie was basically, I know it's not the correct term, but like temporarily insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they it's compared, like take a crime of passion kind of yes yeah they compared Bernie to a battered wife that Marge was an abusive husband essentially and Bernie just finally couldn't take it anymore the, the defense <laughs> so it's it really is the, the defense also stated that they believed that the handwritten admittance to murdering Marge was because he stated verbally that he ad, was admitting to the crime and he was forced to write a letter a letter yeah like you you write your confession yes um they think that the handwritten written admittance to murdering marge was coerced due to threats of releasing the gay porn movies that were involving bernie that they found in the home Mm -hmm. i I
2: would put a million dollars down that they said you know do you want these videos out there do you want people to know this side of you
0: yeah rough tactics for sure yeah So some of the witnesses' testimonies were kind of crazy. One person stated that they heard Marge say herself that she would rather spend every dime of her money before she would leave it to her family. And that was coming from a government official within their county. It was like a county representative that they were friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Marge's sister said that she was always afraid of Marge, that she loved her even when she did ugly things, which was pretty much all the time. And even Marge's nephew stated that the portrayal of how awful Marge was in the movie is accurate. She was always abusive, and she was abusive towards him even. Hmm. Yeah. On March, or excuse me, whoa, on April 22nd, 2016, ten women and two men issued Bernie's new sentence. He was still guilty and was to serve 99 years to life for murdering Marjorie Nugent. That following June, his lawyers decided to appeal the decision, but by August of 2017, the Texas Appeals Court decided to uphold the life sentence. So no parole or anything? We'll get to that. Okay, sorry. As of today, uh, Bernie is a prisoner at the Estelle Unit at John B. Connolly Department of Criminal Justice in Kennedy, Texas, which is a mouthful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is eligible for his parole on August 3rd, 2029, which is his 71st birthday. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So once again, I want to hear what you guys think. I bet in that prison.
2: Maybe he knows my dad. Maybe my dad's up in there. I don't know. Your my dad's dad, at the same prison? I don't know. He got transferred again. I don't know where he's at. You should he's find somewhere out. in Texas. Wouldn't that be wild if I'm your like, dad yo, knew him? I should write him. I Well, I can't write him a letter. I got to find him in the DOJ. But um,
0: <clears throat> What? I have to tell you after this. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I can't tell you now, but I'll tell you after this. Okay.
2: okay. Um, but I bet he, he's probably a celebrity now in prison. I mean
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean I bet he just gets
2: great treatment, you know, and and not that he I mean not that he doesn't deserve it. If he's a great inmate, you know, follows the rules, does jobs, all that fun stuff. But
0: Yeah, for sure. Jay, what do you think?
1: Oh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Let's start off with the fact, okay, he shoots her. He's a mortician. Yeah. He's wise to how people die. On that note, he had power of attorney, which means that all of her money would have been his anyway, correct? Yeah. So, why wouldn't he just say and make Uh it... And make it yeah. look like, you know, maybe she died. Or why, why well, yeah, it's a spur-of-the-moment thing. He shot her, but right, why right. wouldn't he make it look like she just died in her bed? If he shot her in the back, you could cover that up. No, it wasn't premeditated. But, I mean, after he did it, why wouldn't you just. Right, make that up and say like, "Well, she died in her sleep." You could shoot you know,
2: yourself in the arm and clean the gun a little bit, and then call nine one one and say too. somebody come up and shoot. Like, yeah, oh my god, you're not going to believe this crazy shit that happened. That's true too. But since it was a crime of passion, he was just like, "I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Right. I gotta do this." He didn't have time to think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think he was honest with it. I, th- right, I think he right. was like, "I, my mortician." ideas he was dissociating like, yeah his mortician part of his brain was just like I got to clean this up I've got to preserve her body until mm-hmm. I can get her properly buried that's why he said he put her in the right
2: and, his then, that's,
1: and then that's another thing why wouldn't you just bury her somewhere she's already missing nobody cares he
2: literally his whole livelihood is funeral homes right yeah. I mean
1: but that's not you know pro, that's
2: not a proper burial
1: but once again, he's got power of attorney. If there's no body to prove that she's dead... Right. You know, and you buried her out in the middle of the, And he had ample time to to make that happen because to get rid of the body. I don't
2: think that he was necessarily trying to cover it up. I think he didn't know what to do, so he didn't do anything. That's yeah. what I think happened. I agree. Well, I agree listen. with you. So he was just waiting to get caught, basically, to be like, oh my gosh, okay. How long can, so can I this do is this is for? Yeah.
1: Listen here, Bernie Jack. If you listen to this...
2: Bernie
0: Jack.
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> can think for you
2: (laughs) oh my
0: god bernie jack if you're in prison bernie jack listening to this (laughs) bernie jack yeah i i think this is honestly like a really interesting story i don't think he's like our typical murderer where he's just like i want to know what it's like to kill somebody or something i think he snapped i think he snapped right because there's a
2: reason why someone turns out a, a people pleaser and I think that does come with a pattern of abuse for sure so then someone's like I like to make other people happy because it makes me feel good to make other people feel good right and that's the only th- that's that's a whole another podcast probably yeah. but yeah but yeah I think that definitely comes with it and then I think you do have a breaking point everybody has a breaking point and he was like can what, only be a doormat with for her. so long," right and he was living with her and you know i He was a yes man. It's okay to set boundaries. Not.
0: It's okay to say no.
2: Right, right. You gotta know your limits. You can say no, and the people that stick around when you do say no, those are the people that care about
0: you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Jeremy, what are, you, what are you writing down? Yeah, I was gonna ask the same thing. Did Just you write the, the word mark. poop?
1: Just a oh. time mark.
0: Oh, okay. I thought he wrote the word poop.
1: No, just a time mark.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I want to hear what you guys think out there in the big wide podcast world. All you nerd nerds. What are you thinking? What do you think about this story? Give us a shout out, a message, whatever you want to do on social media. We got Facebook. That's a really good spot to talk to us. Instagram. That's where a lot of people talk to us is on Instagram. Wasn't it
2: didn't it used to be called a wall? Or does it still call the wall? I don't know. I was was that, no, messages. that was MySpace. My Space was a wall, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember.
0: Uh we got Twitter. We got the Tweeter. Or you can do it the old fashioned way and send us a letter in the mail. You can send it to I'm Kidding. What? <laughs> <I was gonna> <laughs> <say>. <laughs> you can send it to Jeremy's house, which is
1: P.O. Box. <laughs> We should start Nine, a P.O. box. Nine,
0: we should just
2: give them my grandpa's P.O. box. And then <laughs> he would get all In kinds Hawaii? of- In Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> he would get all kinds of fucking letters. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that
0: would be super funny.
1: Because he'd he love ta- it. He'd love to be involved. talk to him involved. every day then, because he'd have to call and tell you what his letter right, said. Right,
2: right. God, I need to call him.
0: Oh, I love Larry. I love him. I love Larry. But send us an email at MurderNerds at gmail.com. He listens to We've him. got- I Oh, hi, Larry. I love hi, you. Hi, Grandpa. love you. Um, I want to meet you
1: next time you're in town because I want to love you, too.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> oh, you'd love him. He's great. Could but he'll talk your nothing. ear off. <laughs> he's the best. Larry he is the He's the, the, the nicest guy you will ever meet. Larry's our guy. He's like Bernie, but he never killed anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not gay. Well, that's, I mean, now that I know of.
0: Penny? <laughs> oh, Penny? Penny? <laughs> If you're an Apple or Spotify listener, feel free to rate and review us. This is the best and easiest way to share your thoughts and support the podcast. You can also support the podcast by pledging a monthly donation or checking out our merch. Links are, to both are available in the show notes and on our social media pages. And do you want to list all of our supporters, Ashley? Sure. Let's see if Ashley knows them all.
2: Remember them all?
0: Yeah. Okay. We have five.
2: Okay, well, I know Logan, Matt, and Bose.
0: Yeah, that's two-sup. Go listen to the United States of Paranormal. What's yes. up, Team T.A.S.? And I know we literally... <clears throat> <clears throat> this week we've gotten...
2: Yeah, we just got two new supporters, mm-hmm. and I got the emails for them, and I know we literally just talked about it. I'm not going to say it was 30 seconds ago, because it was not. <laughs> it was, like, probably, like, I don't know, yesterday. Um, At least
0: 32 seconds ago. <laughs>
2: uh, um. Okay, so... Fuck, I already... Um, okay, <laughs> it's uh, shut Do up it's uh Michaela? no <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh mc oh i know her last name i know Don't the last name. last name i won't i won't say your last name boo okay um it's it's shaw how do I forget already?
0: Sean, There's two Chantel? Chantel. Chantel, okay, Chantel. Thank you, Chantel. Listen, girl, I got yeah, you you your back. Golden Jay Thanks, knows Gold
1: Jay. all about you. She
0: is up. a huge supporter, and she is donating so that we could get new chairs. We she love said Chantel. I can't have Ashley not having a chair, and we've Chantel. got new chairs.
2: This is because of you. Yeah, we need and to. Post Jeremy, a pic- <laughs> shut up, Jeremy. We need to post a picture of these new chairs. We do
0: so that people know that we weren't.
2: We love you, Chantel. For and then it is Christina.
0: Christina. Thanks, Christina.
2: Appreciate you. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of you guys.
0: You guys are killing it. Thank you. We love you. We love you. Um, so, yeah, that's us at Murderers. If you'd like what we're doing here and you want to follow the rest of Golden Mojo Entertainment Family of Podcasts. There's Golden Image podcast, which is pretty sick nasty. Woo-hoo. Indiana Chiefs fans, they're doing football stuff. If you like that? Go listen. Is it? Are you guys? Can we talk about that for like two minutes?
2: Are you guys gonna just do Chiefs, or is it gonna be kind of pretty general? We
0: are
1: the Chiefs. It's all about the Chiefs. Okay. I just
2: How I dare I know, you even say that. Right, right. I know. I'm I'm so sorry. That doesn't
1: mean that some point we won't talk about other players, right, or other teams. Right. I mean, like
2: Green Bay. You guys are cool with Green Bay. You um, told me that, right? Yeah, I like Green Bay. Bay, Bay. Cool. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so we, we'll we'll roll through uh, our first uh, ten episodes. I think. We have a list of all the things we're going to talk about. Okay, then, cool. Um, Damn, you guys
2: have a plan.
1: Oh, well, we have we have our first twenty episodes all planned out.
2: Holy shit! Damn. Yeah. Is it on each player?
1: No, we get into season. Well, <laughs> that we would get be in,
2: such an easy out. Right <laughs> right. We're going to cover every single player. <laughs> yeah, <it gives> separately.
1: <laughs> uh, well, but, but it's similar to we're actually going to discuss when week one starts. Well, that's that's what's coming up in that episode. We'll talk about uh, the week one game. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, know, like. We did uh, the, we inter- our introductions. Um, we done um, the history of the Chiefs. Right. Uh, we done the twenty twenty. Yeah, draft. there's actually a
2: lot you can do, and you yep. can talk about like anchors that you
0: like right. on certain stations. That's cool. That's. And we cool. can
1: talk about certain players. We have a list of all the all the players that we want to kind of go over. You so, can have so we have a lot. Many. Yep.
0: So many episodes. What I said, <laughs> I said? you could have so many oh, yeah, episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we, like I content. said,
1: we, we planned out the first 20. That's nuts. Unlike the call guys who've planned out their first 50. What? Pretty darn They're close.
2: crazy. We planned out our first one. To, <laughs> well, no, we did five. We had five ready when we started, but we started two months early. We weren't supposed to start till January, and Alicia's yeah. like, fuck this. Let's start now in November, and I was like, whoa, we're not ready. But we did it, and here we are. And yep. it's been doing... And here you
1: are. This is episode 32. Congratulations. You guys have breached the 30 mark. I think we forgot to mention that in episode 30.
0: Did we really? I also breached the 30 mark. Nope. We talked about episode 30. Did
2: we? Did we talk about it being 30? 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, because then I got a little jealous because it's always your episodes that get all the... I'm always the evens. (laughs) Well, we can do fives, but then that's going to get too much, right? Every fifth episode. Whatever,
0: I'll just kill her before episode 50. (laughs) Well, there's some content for you. Speaking of The Call Guys, the episode before this, we covered uh, our top five favorite true crime Mm -hmm. content, media content. So go check that out. It's on our episode. And The Call Guys released that episode, too. So go give them some love. There's a YouTube video about it. Sick. Or The United States Paranormal that's mine and Jeremy's other podcast, and it's about the scary, spooky stuff. So if you mm-hmm. like that, I like you. <laughs> so you can listen to any of these shows wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. Podcasts, podcasts, yep, podcasts. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Ah, I'm a mess oh, all the time. <laughs> we're gonna go out on with a bang here.
1: <laughs> Just getting out of here,
0: and we'll be, be- back next week. <laughs> uh, buh,
2: buh, 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 buh. <laughs> That's all, Uh, folks. Oh God! Can you use that? I was gonna say, can we even? Are we gonna get sued now? I don't know. Maybe we love you guys, and we appreciate
0: you. We'll listen. We'll not listen. We will tell you another story (laughs) next week. But until next time, bye bye. -bye. (laughs) Same vibes. Same vibes.